I'm Michael Mays, and I talk to people. Carmine, you're on with Michael Mays. Even you're on with Michael Mays. It's funny, when I was in, I think, third, maybe fourth grade, my teacher used to get so angry, he used to say, Motormouth. He'd call me Motormouth. Stop talking. It's all you ever do is talk. What are you going to do with your life? You just talk all the time. Caressa, you're on with Michael Mays. AJ, you're on with Michael Mays. I talk to people. Corey, you're on with Michael Mays. This should be fun. Here you go. <laughs> Derek, you're on with Michael Mays. And when I need to talk to a celebrity or, you know, somebody that's been in the news, somebody that's kind of tricky to get in touch with. Let's just say I know a guy who knows a guy <laughs> who knows another guy. Uh, well, not not exactly like, well, sometimes like that. Gianni, you're on with Michael Mays. All right. Buongiorno, Senor Rousseau. Buongiorno. Como estás, Yeah, you know. From Professor Mays Creations. You're on with Michael Mays. You're on with Michael Mays. Deborah Presley Brando, the oldest daughter of Elvis Presley, the eldest biological child of Elvis. She has a new book out now, Memoirs of a Starseed Child, Elvis, Marlon, Christian, and Me. I was given a copy of the book. I started thumbing through it, and I got to be honest with you, I, I started feeling inspired. Uh, very spiritual human being, uh, maybe a little bit out there, but still um, some stuff that, that just kind of spoke to me. And so I reached out to my guy. I said, get, get, get me in touch with Deborah Presley Brando. Not really knowing how the conversation would go, what direction it would take, I figured why not just chat and see. Well, it went places. It went to some very interesting places. In fact, I, I have a moment of, I'll just, you know what, let's let the conversation speak for itself. I, uh, I reached out to my guy. I said, can you find Elvis's oldest biological child and get me on the phone? Moments later, my phone rings. And a, as always, a voice on the other end said, Deborah, you're on with Michael Mays. Hi. Hello. I'm so excited to speak with you. I, I hope you're feeling happy and peaceful and full of love today. How are you? Absolutely, every day, all day. I'm fine. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. I uh, I just got my hands on your memoir, memoir of a, a starseed child, yep. Elvis, Marlon, Christian, and me. Uh, it, it's it's a great read. I, I I had to put it down to take the Thank phone you. call. <laughs> so and when you and I get done talking, I'm going right back to the book. Um, I know we only have a limited amount of time, so I'm going to jump right to your dad. Your dad is and was Elvis Presley, and you. <laughs> Didn't really know that until he passed away. You found out when you were 21. Is that right? That's correct. I had an idea. I knew my mother knew him all of my life, but I just figured everybody did, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, really? That's kind of cool. Like, what? Everybody doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't come by your house once in a while? You do have some memories of going to Graceland when you were a little kiddo, don't you? I do. With a little pony, and I have memories of him picking me up and holding me, and it was dark. Uh, we it was like nighttime meetings. But once I was about four, those meetings had to stop because I could not exist with it and him have a career without, you know, messing it up. Right. And I should, we should maybe or I'll explain to people that that. So your mom conceived when Elvis was still kind of struggling. He wasn't he didn't hit big just yet. Uh, she conceived me in June of 55. Yes. He had holes in his shoes. Three months later, the colonel came and took over. So wow. and, while I was in the womb, was it the colonel that really made that choice to say, listen, we're going to keep this child uh, a secret? A thousand percent. And my mother married her uh, a man, that she, a boy that she knew from high school that had a brand new 55 Chevy. And my father was walking. Yeah, your mom went and with, had basically, you know, 
Yeah. Your mom went with with wealth, and I, maybe she loved him. I don't know your mom, but or didn't know her. Uh, but but yeah, she she married a wealthy man, and like you said, Elvis had had holes in his shoes, and um, it really and broke- that haunted him his whole life. Because she chose the money, and uh, but that was all that could be done. Plus, she chose to protect him by keeping me a secret, even from myself. Do you think that, that that influenced him at all? I mean, think about this. I know it broke his heart. You know, he, he gets this woman pregnant. He loves this woman. She was, I'm going to say, his Elvis Presley's first love was your mom. And then to see she, her... She was, and she was very much like his mom, and yeah. Wow, and then to see her walk away, now he's he's like thinking... I'm guessing again, but maybe feeling like, you know, subpar, like I'm not good enough. I don't have money. I don't have material things. So now I'm going to go get those things because I'm going to prove that I can. And I'm going to, and I'm going to prove that. Right. And I'm very close to people that were very close to him. And it's true. And his love for cars, you know, he would buy everybody a car because he was heartbroken because in the summer of 55, the 16 year old boy that was in love with my mom too had everything and he had nothing. But they continued to love each other, but it just wasn't meant to be because it would have destroyed his career. He was about to be destroyed for shaking his hips on stage. What's going to happen if he's got a wife and a child? So I understand why it happened, and it made me stronger. I would have been, look at Lisa Marie. It didn't go well. Yeah. Too much money and too much fame is uh, fatal. Absolutely. And, um, and you know, it's funny. When you said the cars, I, I, I've only been to Graceland once, and— uh, Boy, the cars. Oh, the I will say this, though, and, and I know that you'll kind of giggle at this. You know, the one thing Graceland needs is a couple more gift shops. Holy God, you can't go from one room to another <laughs> without a gift I've shop. Only been there twice. I've only been there twice in my adulthood with the press because there's nobody home. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know, and that's got to be weird for you. Have you been up? Did you ever go upstairs at Graceland? No. But I heard they're going to open the upstairs, but they really can't because those floors would fall in. It was just, you know, they're talking about trying to, you know, but they'd have to redo everything. But uh, I was up there when I was small, but I, I don't have a lot of memory. I remember downstairs with my grandmother. But, um, no, it's not home to me. If it were up to me, I would close the gate. But I know that, wow. you know. It's the second most visited house in, in America. <laughs> It's the second most visited house in America. Don't close the door. I, I That's do, right. It's going to be more so. Yeah, it really is. And and I, I do understand because why. Because if Lisa's gone, since Lisa's gone, they're going to make it more available to the people, like with the NBC special and all of that. It's going to be a place where people can go and, and do a lot more things, get married, all sorts of stuff. Would um would Christmas at Graceland, that NBC special, last? would that have happened if Lisa Marie was still alive? No. No, because Riley, uh, no, no, and he wouldn't even allow anybody to do upstairs, and that's what they're planning on doing, because that was her sanctuary, that was her childhood home, I mean, bless her soul, you know, right. she went through more than I did, I was protected from all that. Man, man, so you started, now, Elvis Presley dies August 16th, 1977, you're 21, and, and you're, you're I'm sure like everybody else, you're hearing on the radio, you're seeing on the TV. I was a little kiddo, and I remember exactly where I was. And that's when you find everybody out. Everybody does. Sure. And that's, but that's for you when it's confirmed. Your mom says, he was your father. Yeah, as the book said, she was on her way to my house with her divorce papers because she was married mm-hmm. uh, in the Mormon church. And, and she didn't want to go into it, and they were both going to, he was coming, and we were, they were going to explain things to me, but I was waiting on her to come and tell me the whole story, and then I came on the radio, and uh, 
I gained and lost a father in one day, basically. Why? Now, I, I want to ask you something. This might sound a little weird. I just had a memory, as, as we're talking, of, of a conversation I had, God, a couple of years ago, maybe, with uh, Mamie Van Doren, one of the original Blonde Bombshells. And she, she went on a couple of dates with Elvis back in the day. She told me two things. One, he was a great kisser. And two, he wore mascara. <laughs> Did your mom ever tell you any stories about, <laughs> yeah, your dad kissed really good and wore mascara? Or, like, you know, was there something? Mamie is great. I just saw her at a screening of something um, that I'm that I was involved in. But uh, yeah, she's great. But, uh, yeah, I know we wore mascara on stage, but I don't know about on a date. But Mamie's Mamie, so probably <laughs> <That's> weird. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. It's a little weird, but um, but you start writing this this memoir in 1977, and I'm guessing as a way to honor your father. And then you finish the book. Journaling. And you finish the book as, as Lisa Marie passes away. And there's a lot in between yeah. those two dates. That dash that you see on a, on a tombstone, there's a lot in that dash. How hard was it? Oh, my it? gosh. Yeah, you're exactly right. How hard was it? How hard was it to write some days? It must have been, I, I would guess, some days well, fun and some days the, brutal. The, well, yeah, and also this, this is like a collection of my journals, and then what I realized coming through all of those decades, um, we're spiritual beings having a human experience, and my faith, uh, I was raised Mormon, but my faith sustained me, because I knew that I was not going to get any more on me than I could bear, and I'm Celtic, I'm Scottish, English, and Irish, so we just sort of, you know, we don't go down, we either go down completely, um, or we get up, and I have, I'm just wired to get up, you know, there's... I'm happy just to be alive, and uh, and I want to help people. I help. Uh, I, I work with autistic children, and um, I'm here to serve. You know, and that's what the book's about. Is teaching us. I wanted people to. People are writing me saying, "I didn't know my father, and your book is helping me so much to realize that I am important, even though he abandoned me, or whatever the context is." But it's really a book about spiritual healing, not about fame. Yeah. Um, but about spiritual healing, because fame is a thief. It's, you know, still my father. <laughs> I, but look at all the billions of people that are singing a song right now. So how can I complain? You know, I, I, I think of a phrase, there's enough sunshine for everyone, you know, when you say something like that. Hey, that's in my book. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to know I, there I read. There is enough sunshine for everyone. <laughs> it's true, though. Bless your heart, yeah. It's true. You're great, yeah. So, it, so it let's... is true for every one of us. And we're all created equal, and we're all come from the same place, whether we believe it or not. And the sooner we realize, the better off the planet's going to be, and we can keep from blowing ourselves with another There's a, there's a philosophy called Ho'oponopono. It's a it's a Hawaiian thing, and you are the the poster child for that philosophy, and I love that. I you. do that. I do that. Thank you for sharing that. You know, let people find out what that means and use it. It's, it's all for us. I tell some right. certain rock stars, I'll, I'll say, look into this Ho'oponopono thing. It would work well for you. It's brilliant. Um, well, they do know. A lot of them know. I mean, Tom Petty was self-realization. My father gave John Lennon, you know, self-realization. We all create our own realities, and that's the simple truth. Yes, it's just, it's our experience. And so, and I tell myself that yesterday I had a rotten day and I wanted to kick walls and scream at people. And I said, well, this is my choice. I chose this experience, so I guess I'll, I'll fix the outcome now. And when you can kind of... You chose it to learn. Yeah. Exactly. And if you get through it, uh, and we don't get anything, to, he doesn't take it to us to it if he doesn't take us through it. We just can't, you know, 
sabotage ourselves with pills and, and, and drink because that doesn't do any good. No, it no. It's in the ground faster. Um, it, it, you know what? Yeah. And now you led Bless me. Bless your heart. You're so right. Thank you so much. But you led me to, I think, how I want to ask the final question. And, and I, uh, I know that you you tried to, to, to get a little closer to Lisa Marie. And the reason that that stands out so much to me is my father, I have a half-sister. She lived about 300 yards down the street. Um, my father doesn't know I know of her. Most of my family doesn't know, but I know my sister knows, and that half-sister knows. I've reached out to her um, through social media, and I just said, here, you know who I am, and I know who you are, and I'd like to maybe get together. Maybe we could talk sometime. I'd like to know you. I never heard from her again, but I'm okay with that. I still feel like I told her I was here. I told her I care, and that's it. Is that kind of how you felt, too, about Lisa Marie? That is how I felt. And you know what? She knows that. And that's resonating on some level. And uh, just know that she is aware of that. And it's her own it's her own stuff that's getting in the way. Like Lisa did. You know, we were connected to a third party. That's why I knew she was at the hospital the day she died. I mm-hmm. knew that before it even came out on the media because the third party called me and told me. But you know what? You did your part. And don't make me cry. And you are an amazing soul. And trust me, she gets that on some level. And if she doesn't get it here, she'll get it next time around thank you so much deborah presley brando bless you bless you bless you my friend the book yeah. is amazing memoirs of a star seed child everybody should read it i thank you so much for your time today be blessed thank you bye-bye bye-bye